You're listening to the Promised Church's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this teaching by Pastor Aaron. For more information about who we are, please visit us at thepromisechurch.com. That was awesome. Just to continue that, Scott, which if you are new to our church or if you're watching online, which first of all, I know we've got a lot watching online. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't yet, if you would just share this post, I believe that the Lord is going to move here in the next 40 minutes powerfully. And if you're watching, I want you to encourage someone to watch with you. Is anybody here excited about what God is doing? This book will give you amazing tools on how to live for Jesus every day of your life. Scott, who joined our church about a year and a half ago, came from Ireland, has been living the lifestyle of an evangelist for about five, six years now, has seen hundreds and thousands of people saved, has come up with an amazing tool from the Holy Spirit that we believe is not only going to help this church, but is going to help the world see mass salvation. And we want our church to be equipped. So if you haven't yet, you need to purchase this book. You can order it, pre-order it online. As he said, you can order it through him. You can buy it through him. But please, please, please read this book understand how God has called you begin to learn and grow this is a gift how many people could throw a ball when they were two years old no it doesn't work that way you can't shoot a basket when you're five you've got to learn you've got to develop a gift or a skill I'm still developing my cooking skill I'm 32 some of us are a little slower in our skills than others let's not be slow in this skill this is a skill we need to be very good amen Amen. So buy this book, read it. You won't be sorry. Uh, This morning, uh, I want to start off by sharing with you some stories. I really feel like the Lord has given me a word um, for this season of our church, for this season of this region. And I believe with all of my heart that this morning as I speak this message, as we begin to cry out to the Lord, that something is going to shift not only in this church, but in the Northwest and in Southwest Washington. I believe it with all my heart. And I I felt the Lord asked me to share some stories with you to begin to build your faith for what I'm about to say, to build your faith for what he's about to do. And uh, I wanna share some stories with you about some old revivals that have taken place in time. There's one in particular in the 1800s where a man by the name of Charles Finney, he would go into different cities throughout the United States and he would come for a couple of days and the first day generally he would show up and no one would be there. No one knew who he was. No one would want to be there and God would move powerfully. People would get saved. People would get healed. People would see demons come out of other people there and or out of themselves and by the next night the place was packed and then by the third night you couldn't even find a seat. People were lined up outside because God was moving so powerfully wherever Charles Finney was. And there's the story that he tells where he went to this one town and that first night that he was there, he began to realize that there was no children in the room. In fact, there was hardly anybody there. Just a couple of adults came. And if you can imagine holding a giant tent meeting and only a couple people in that tent and he began to cry out and to pray over the young people in that town. The next morning, there's a story of a, of a school teacher in a schoolhouse and she's teaching her class. And all of a sudden there's a young girl in that room and she begins to weep. She begins to cry. And the teacher asks her and says, what's wrong? And she says, I have fear for my soul. All of a sudden another young boy begins to cry. And she asks the boy, 
what's wrong? He says, I have fear that I'm going to hell. All of a sudden, more children begin to cry in the classroom and the teacher doesn't know what to do. And so she runs out of the room and she finds herself in the hallway with all the other school teachers in the hallway experiencing the exact same thing in their classroom. And so they run to the teacher. I'm sorry, they run to the principal and they say, what should we do? And he says, we're stopping class for the rest of the day. More important than their education is their soul. And they call Charles Finney. And Charles Finney comes and the entire school gets saved. That evening, they held a meeting and the entire town shows up. There's a story of Charles Finney in Rochester. And he comes to Rochester. A man approaches him. And he says, Charles, there's there's a man who's been staying with me who came to your to your meetings and all day he's just just praying. He's just he's just rocking back and forth, just just crying out in prayer, just just uncontrollable, and I'm worried for him. I'm I'm concerned that something's wrong. And Charles Finney just he, he says, hey, don't worry about it. He's going to be fine. God's going to answer his prayers. And he begins to tell this man who came to him, Charles Finney, tells him, he says, let me tell you some stories. There's some people that I know across the world who some of them are just ordinary people. Some of them are, are great businessmen. Some of them are politicians. And they've heard the call of God to take seasons of their life, to set themselves apart, to leave their job or to leave their political posts or to leave whatever they're affiliated with and to go and to intercede and to pray that a move of God will come across the land. And he said, this is the happening to that man who's staying with you right now. And he says, people, every time I go to a town, people just like the man you're with will go before me for weeks at a time or for months at a time. They'll rent a little apartment and they'll stay there with just water and fast and pray that God will come and move. And that's why when I come into that region, a move of God and an outpouring of the Spirit of God comes because of those people who are praying and interceding over the land. So he says, don't worry about him. He's simply asking God to do what's been happening and what he's been hearing across the world. And I know, church, that what we're experiencing here in our church is because of the intercessors in this house who've been praying for weeks and months and years and crying out that God would move over this over this region, over this city, over this nation. And that's why we're experiencing what we're experiencing here in Woodland. And if you're an intercessor here, if, if you, if you, I know we've got a group that comes on Thursday morning, they go to a house and they pray. But if you're here and you're an intercessor, I just want you to stand real quick. I just feel like we need to pray over you. If you're next to them, just put a hand on them. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that there would be an impartation of greater levels of authority. Father, I pray that there would be, Father, endurance and perseverance to travail in prayer for the land. Father, just as my brother prayed here at the close of worship, God, that there would be seed sown through intercession, Lord, that would change the course of this nation. Father, I just pray 
for new levels of authority in the name of Jesus. New levels of authority in the name of Jesus. Lord, that as they pray, that those seeds of prayer would go over this nation, would go over this region, would go over this world, God, and they would begin to see heavens open. They'd begin to see foul ground, Father, opened up. They'd begin to see souls won. They'd begin to see healing come to the land in Jesus' name. New levels of authority in Jesus' name. In the early 1900s, there was a revival that happened in Wales called the Welsh Revival. Maybe you've heard it. And there was a young man at the age of 26. This was a man that, that dropped out of school at the age of 12 to go work in the mines. He was an uneducated man. He was a man who was not known in the community. He wasn't eloquent in speech. He never went to seminary school. He was a nobody. And this young man, Evan Roberts, at 26 years of old, he began to pray. He began to intercede over his nation, over the nation of Wales, that something would happen, that a move of God would come. He would find himself every morning at 1 a.m. waking up, and for four hours a day, from 1 a.m. to 5 a.m., he would be face-to-face with Jesus, interceding over the land, crying out to God that something would change in his nation, crying out to the Lord. And the Lord came and he visited him and he gave him this word. He said, in a few months, you will see a harvest of 100,000 souls. 100,000 souls. And Evan Roberts began to pray for a harvest of 100,000 souls. It's well documented that in a six-month period of time, they saw 100,000 people come to know Jesus. In fact, over a two-year period of time, a quarter of a million people came to know Jesus through this young man who was a nobody, but he believed And he began to pray and intercede over his nation, over his land. Say, God, do it here. God, do it in this land. And that young man and that revival is what actually spawned the revival that we know here in America called the Azusa Street Revival in 1906. And that revival was was led by a man named William Seymour, Seymour, who was a one-eyed black man in the height of the Jim Crow era. And that revival, many of us are familiar with, was on this street named Azusa Street. But before they got there, there was a house of a couple believers on a street. And they would come and William Seymour would stand on the porch. And he would just begin to preach to whoever showed up. Most of the the people listening were African Americans and they would come. And they would stand out in the the grass in front of the house and on the street. And William Seymour would begin to preach and the power of God would begin to show up and people would walk. There are reports that people would just be walking by. They would fall under the power of the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues, and they would never be the same and they would begin to live their life for Jesus. There, there is documented evidence that for three straight days, three days and three nights, they shouted and they never stopped. They shouted for three days and three nights and didn't stop. They shouted until the foundation of the house collapsed. This is why they moved to Azusa Street. Because the house they were in, the foundation fell apart. It collapsed because they shouted for three days and three nights. They would not relent until they saw God come. 
And that revival that lasted for nine years, it stirred an entire nation and in fact the entire world. The Pentecostal movement that we participate in today, that the body of Christ receives today is because of that revival that happened for nine years by a one-eyed black man who in the entire nation wanted nothing to do with him. He stood up and said, I'll be a light to the world. A 26-year-old nobody, a one-eyed black man, a couple people in a room who begin to intercede and pray and they see God come across a region, across a nation, across the world. And I believe that Jesus wants to give us a word this morning about what he wants to do because I hear these stories and I say, God, do it here. Do it here, God. Won't you come as you came in the old? Won't you come as those revivals? God, why not here? Won't you come? And this has been the cry of my heart to say, God, do it again. I'm tired of reading stories and not seeing it with my eyes. I want to see it here. In Zechariah 10, I'm shouting, but I'm happy. I'm smiling on the inside. Zechariah 10, verse 1 says this. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Say it with me. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Say it again. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Ask the Lord for rain. Deuteronomy 11, 14 through 15 says this. Then I will give you the rain for your land in its season the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Church this morning, those watching, I'm gonna ask you to lift your eyes a little higher today. I know some of you came in to get a miracle. You came in to see something happen in your body. You came to see something happen in your finance. You came for a miracle in your family. But I'm asking you to lift your eyes a little higher for something that's greater than yourself. See, it's important that we understand what season we are in. God did not ask us to be full of fear and worry. He asked us to be victorious and full of faith. And if all you're doing is watching Fox News and CNN and watching the news, you are probably in the wrong posture. Because Jesus is saying something different than what you're listening to. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, I am at, we are at the end of the ages. If the Apostle Paul in the New Testament said he was at the end of the ages, then what season are we in today? I've got to ask, what season am I in today? And church, I've got to ask you a question. Are you ready for the harvest? Are you ready for your harvest? And so many of us quickly respond, yes. Yes, I'm ready. And we do it flippantly in a way like, of course I am. Sounds great. But I remember when the Lord came to me a couple years ago and he said, Aaron, will you surrender to me everything? And I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. He said, no, I mean it. Will you give me your business? Will you give me your family? Will you give me your dreams? Will you give me your finances? Will you give me everything you could ever want, hope, or imagine and realize you can find it all in me? Will you surrender everything to me? 
And he began to show me what he's called me to do. He began to show me what he's called this church to become, that he's called this church to be a beacon of revival in this region, to send people out, to begin to see revival come to the Northwest. And he began to say, Aaron, now that you've seen it, you're held accountable for it. Now that I've shown it to you, you're held accountable. In the time of the latter rain, ask for rain. And all across the world, it's raining. There are millions and millions of people coming to know Jesus. Have you wondered why it says, ask for rain when it's raining? Sounds confusing. Why would I ask for rain when it's raining? Because it can rain and you cannot get wet. It can be raining and you cannot get wet. I don't know if you're hearing me. It can be raining and you cannot get wet. See, that word ask means to crave. It means to desire. It means to demand it. Ask for rain. And Jesus is saying, God is saying that that those who receive the outpouring of my spirit, those who receive the harvest, those who receive the revival that I'm bringing, those who receive a move of God across their land are those who will hunger and thirst after me. Hunger and thirst after my presence. Not be hungry for just a Sunday morning experience. Is there anybody here who's not satisfied with simply a Sunday morning experience but wants to see the glory of God manifested in their city, in their family, in their region? I want to see it. It's raining across the world. It's raining in Pakistan. It's raining in Iran. It's raining in Europe. It's raining in Brazil. It's raining in China. It's raining across the world. And my cry is, God, it's raining. I want the rain. I'm asking for the rain to come. God, I don't want it to rain and to not get wet. God, send your rain here. See, the Bible talks a lot about the former rain and the latter rain. And it's a picture of what the Holy Spirit is doing across the earth today. See, Israel, in around the winter time, around November, they would go out and they would plant the seeds. And the former rain would come and it would water the seeds. Oh, I can feel the presence of God. And they would water the seeds and they would begin to, to, to wait. And then, the, then there was a rain that was coming later. And it wasn't the former rain. It was the latter rain. And it wasn't to rain to plant and to water the seeds. It was a rain to bring the harvest. It was a rain to bring the reaping. And God is saying, I'm bringing you a rain that is for the latter rain. Not just for the planting, but for the reaping. This is why Jesus says, lift up your eyes for the fields are white with harvest. Lift up your eyes. This is the time where our, my spirit is going to move across the land. This is the time where you can begin to see yourself walking in the gifts that I've always intended you to walk into. This is the time where I want to come and bring the harvest that I've always intended. And maybe you don't believe me, but there are more spirit-filled believers on earth today than have ever been. 
And you may want to talk about the darkness that is across the earth right now. You may want to talk about the disease or the worry or the famine or the fires or the rioting. I don't. I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about the light. I want to talk about what he's doing. Because greater is he that lives in me than he is in the world. I'm not being ignorant. I'm not sticking my head in the sand. But I refuse to become fixated on what's around me. And I choose to stay fixated on him. That might sound like ignorance to you, but what that really is, is me keeping my eyes on the one that I'm, I'm following. Not, I'm not letting the environment around me dictate the state of my heart. John chapter 7, 37, verse 37 says this, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, but Jesus, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was speaking at the Feast of the Tabernacle. This is when the Gentiles were invited to worship them, which was a picture of what he had done, but also what he was about to do. And everybody gathered together talking about the Messiah that was about ready to come. And here is Jesus, the Messiah, who stands up in their midst. And he doesn't just whisper. He cries out and he says, All who are thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Let them come to me and drink. See, there's been some of us here who we've been having a Sunday morning sip for the last 10 years. You've been having a Sunday morning sip. And he's like, I didn't come to give you a Sunday morning sip. I came to give you a drink. Come on, I don't know if you're hearing me this morning. Jesus came to give you a mammoth drink. And he says, come to me if you are thirsty. And I will give you a drink and you will never be thirsty again. Come to me if you are hungry and I will be your bread of life. I will be your sustenance and you will never be hungry again. God wants to give you a Niagara Fall waterfall in your belly where something will begin to burst open and you will be able to contain it any longer. And then what goes in you must come out of you and a river of the living water will begin to flow out of you and impact all those around you. But you must drink. And when you do this, your words will change. Your actions will change. Your thoughts will change. How you do things with your family will change. Your entire life will look differently. When you drink of him and the living water gets in your belly, your entire life will change. And you'll start asking yourself questions. I don't know why I feel led to do this. I don't know why I start acting this way. I don't know why I'm doing this with my family. I don't know why I'm, I'm quitting that or I'm not doing this anymore. Because something's on the inside bubbling up. Amos 9 verse 13 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. There is anointing coming to this church 
And Jesus says, when darkness gets great, there's going to become an acceleration to what I'm doing in your land. Where the, you're not going to be able to sow seeds fast enough. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a harvest before you can even sow it. That there's going to become an anointing upon your life and upon this church and upon this region. That we're going to be seeing to see an acceleration to uh, the promises of God. That the stories of revival that we've been asking for, we're going to begin to see. And see, there's something about authority. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. You don't just gain authority by sitting in your seat. You don't just get authority by sitting there. See, it's when you see him. It's when you spend time with him. With the one who says, I will give you rivers of living waters. When you see him, all of a sudden, something begins to be deposited on the inside. And the knowledge that you just had of the word up here, the revelation gets down into your heart. And then something, when it comes out of your mouth, is full of power. And then demons flee and sickness must go because the head knowledge is no longer up here. It's now down in here and you believe it now. It's not just something you've heard. It's something you know. And you begin to act differently. Hosea 6, verse 3 says this, Let us know. Let us know the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. It's firm. You can depend upon it. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. John 4, verse 35 says, Do you not say, does the church not regularly say, there are still four months and then comes the harvest. Do we not say, times are tough, eventually we'll see it. Do we not say, now is, this isn't the right time. There'll be a better time. Do we not say, I'm not the right one. Do we not say, it can't happen in Woodland. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. For they are already white with harvest. These are the words of Jesus. Why don't we believe them? Why don't we believe what he's saying? The fields are ready for harvest. And we choose to say, well, things are tough. Things are tricky. Look at what's happening in the world. There's wildfires happening. There's a virus going on. I lost my job. There's an economic crisis. We don't know if we're going to be in debt. We don't know if I'm going to have my job next week. I can't even breathe outside. But I'm telling you, when you begin to fix your eyes on him, you begin to stop looking at your environment. And you begin to realize what he's doing. And what he, what he asks us to do is to say, will you ask for rain in the time of the latter rain? Will you ask? And I don't know how long we have, but we have a window. I don't know if it's five years, I don't know if it's 10 years, 15 years, but we have a window where God is, is willing to move, where it's raining all throughout the world. And I'm saying, God, rain here, rain in this place. Elijah, Elijah is there. They've had a drought for a number of years. There's been a drought all throughout the land. And Elijah, he says, I can hear the sound of an abundance of rain in the midst of a drought, in the midst of not seeing rain for years. He says, I can hear it. I can hear the sound of revival's rain and it's coming. I can hear it. Can you hear it? Even when I don't see it, 
I can hear it. God, open our ears to hear the sound of the abundance of rain coming. Let us hear the sound of revival's rain coming. God, let us hear it. Open our ears. And Elijah, he gets down and he has this posture of humility that we must have. We must have the right posture and we must have the right position before the Lord to say, God, won't you come? God, won't you send the rain? God, won't you send it? And this morning I'm speaking to the dream inside of you. I'm speaking to the word that's been planted in your heart. I'm speaking to the desire deep within you that says, God, won't you come? And won't you move across our land? God, won't you come into the Northwest? Won't you come across America? God, today I'm asking for the souls. Today I'm asking for the miracles. God, come. God, won't you come today? God, I'm tired of seeing the rain throughout the world. God, we want to see the rain here. God, I want to see the rain in Woodland. God, I want to see the rain in the Northwest. God, send your rain. Send your rain. The Lord spoke to me in the end of last year and said, Aaron, I'm bringing... I'm bringing creative miracles to your church. Begin to ask for faith to see them. God, we say yes. God, send your rain. Send your rain upon us, God. God, we are desperate to see you move. God, we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit across our land. God, come and heal our land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways then I will respond and I will heal their land so God we ask for rain God we ask for rain God send the rain send the rain send the rain send the rain across our land send the rain across our church send the rain awaken our souls God awaken our cities God send the rain Send the rain, send the rain, send the rain, Jesus. Send your rain, Holy Spirit. Oh, send your rain, send your rain, Jesus. Father, the rain in Wales, send the rain. The rain at Azusa, send the rain. The rain in Rochester, send the rain. The rain in China, the rain in Iran, the rain in Pakistan. Send your rain here, God. Send it on Woodland. Send it Richfield, Center, Kalama, Longview. Send your rain, Jesus. Send your rain, Jesus.
have sin in your life right now, if you have sin in your life right now, there is freedom in the room. If you want freedom from the sin in your life, come forward right now. And we're going to pray over you. And you're going to find freedom in the name of Jesus. If you've got sin right now, come up. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. If you've got doubt in your heart, if you've got worry and concern and anxiety, I'm telling you, this isn't, a, this isn't an invitation of condemnation. This isn't to make you be embarrassed or feel guilty. There's no guilt in the name of Jesus. But there is freedom. And I'm telling you, when God moves, there is freedom from sin. If you have sin in your life, we are not a church that shies away from seeing freedom of sin. If you've got it, I want you to come forward right now. There's freedom right up here for you. There's freedom. Don't hesitate. Come up right now. Sing this again. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain, rain, Jesus. Let it rain across our land. Let it rain in our schools. Let it rain in our city. Come on, church. Will you stand with me? Will you begin to ask the Lord for rain to come? Begin to stand. Let's cry out together. If you're watching from home, if you would stand with us and you begin to ask the Lord to send the rain. Begin to ask the Lord to send the rain. Ask the Lord to begin to send the outpouring. Ask the Lord for more. Ask the Lord for the touch from heaven. Ask the Lord to send revival fire on our land. Ask the Lord to come and to move that the church would arise. 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 Arise, church. Arise, church. Arise, church. Arise, church. Arise, church. Arise. Arise. Come to life, dry bones. Come to life, dry bones. Come alive. 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 Come
Father, open our ears right now to hear it. Open our ears to hear it, God. Open our hearts to see it. Father, build faith in us today. Deposit faith in me today. Faith, faith, God. Faith, faith for what you're about to do. Faith for a great outpouring across our land. Faith, God, to be used. Faith to be used. Faith to be used by you. Faith to be used by you, Jesus. Faith to see it and to be used by you. Fear be broken in the name of Jesus. Break it in the name of Jesus. He's asking you again, will you give me everything? Will you give me your job? Will you give me your family, your marriage, your children? Will you surrender it all upon the altar of the Lord and say, God, I find all of my satisfaction and my delight merely from you. There is nothing else that matters but you. Father, you can have it all. Jesus, come. 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 Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, forgive us for being embarrassed by you. Forgive us for being embarrassed by you. Come as you want. Come as you want, Jesus. Come as you want. Father, we submit and surrender to you. Come as you want. Come as you want. We don't care what it looks like. Come as you want. We just want the rain. We just want the rain.
Come on, don't be distracted. I want you to begin to ask the Lord to begin to place an intercessor's heart inside of you. Come on, if you don't have a passion in your heart to begin to intercede and pray over this region, I want you to begin to ask the Lord, God, birth in me a heart of prayer. Birth in me a heart of intercession to begin to pray and believe for a move of God to come. We had a lady come by, drive through Woodland. Recently, she was from up north, and she stopped. God told her to stop. She came to our church. She didn't know why. God gave her word, and he said, I'm raising up prayer warriors in your church, and their prayers are not only going to shift this region, but they're going to shift the nation. So I believe in that this morning that God's going to begin to birth prayer warriors in this body that are going to begin to pray, and their words are going to be full of authority to begin to intercede over this nation and over this region. So God, we ask, come on, if you want that, just begin to lift your hands to heaven and say, God, I want it. God, we ask, if you're watching, begin to lift your hands to heaven and say, I want it, God. God, birth in us a passion for prayer. God, birth in me a heart of intercession, Father, that won't relent until I see it, that won't relent until I see it, that won't stop until I see a move of God come. God, birth in this church, Father, a passion for prayer. God, break fear break doubt in the name of Jesus. God, that we'd be people who pray and believe what we pray. That we'd be people when we pray, we believe that you'll answer. God, we pray prayers of faith in Jesus' name. God, we pray that you'd begin to raise up warriors of prayer. Prayer warriors that won't relent until they see you move. Raise them up, Jesus. Raise them up. God, begin in me. Begin in me, God. Give me a heart for prayer. Begin in me. Give me a heart for prayer. God, a relentless heart that I won't stop until I see you move. How raise it up. Stir it up in our hearts, God. Stir faith in our hearts, Jesus. Stir faith in our hearts, Jesus. Stir faith in our hearts, Jesus. Stir it up, God. new levels of authority in Jesus name new levels of authority that when we pray father we release authority over our cities over our families over our schools over our nation what would it be like if we had a room full of Elijah's that could hear the sound of rain and we prophesied with our mouth and the rain comes in a season of drought God raise up Elijah's in this church God, that even when we don't see it, we can hear it. And as we speak it, it comes into existence. God, give us the authority and the faith of Elijah. God, give us the faith of a man in the midst of a drought who can hear the sound of rain.
as white as wool. I know that your voice sounds like waters. Jesus, you're beautiful. I know that your eyes are like flames of fire. I know that your head is as white as wool. I know that your voice sounds like waters. Jesus, you're beautiful. I know that your eyes are like flames of fire. I know that your Father, stir our hearts, stir our hearts, because God, there was something we were with you, and something burned in our hearts for more. God, we've been with you, and something has been burning in our hearts for more. God, we were with you, and we didn't even recognize it at times. You were here, and we took it for granted. You were with amongst us, God, and we didn't even realize it, God, but something was burning in our hearts, God. Something was burning in our hearts for more. So God, I ask that you stir our hearts for more. Stir our hearts, God, for what you're about to do. Stir our hearts, God, for the rain that's about to come. Stir us up. Oh, God, I pray endurance in us. Because, God, where you're taking us is not for the faint of heart. God, I pray for endurance in our hearts because it won't be accomplished in an hour and a half service. It can't be accomplished in an hour and 40 minute service. God, it requires people who will spend their nights praying. It requires individuals who will give up their free time to spend time alone with you. It requires people who will become infatuated with the word of God, who will become infatuated with your presence, who will desire nothing else. It requires people who will find no satisfaction in anything but you. God, stir our hearts for more. God, begin to open our ears to hear the sound of revival rain. 
God, begin to give us endurance to stay steadfast, to remain on the altar, to remain in the presence of God. God, mark us with your fire. God, where we won't relent until we see you come. God, burn in our hearts, God, that won't be quenched until we see you come, until we see thousands of souls, until we see the miracles, until we see the revival we hear about. God, send your rain. Oh, Jesus, come. Stir our hearts, Holy Spirit. Stir our hearts, Holy Spirit. Help us realize you can use a 26-year-old dropout who's a nobody, who's not educated, not eloquent with words, and you can use that one 26-year-old man to change an entire nation and launch a revival in another country that impacts millions of souls. Help us realize you can use a one-eyed black man who, Father, in that season, in that era, was looked at as less than. You can use him to start a revival that impacts millions of souls. God, that you can use people locked away in their bedroom, interceding and praying that can release open heavens over the land. God, help us realize who you can use, that you can use me, that you can use each and every one of us, Father, to release an outpouring of your Spirit across the land. Build faith today. Build faith today. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. It's time to drink, church. It's time to drink in. It's time to drink in. Jesus. Prepare our hearts, Holy Spirit. As if the birthing pains, God that there would be something in us that would cry out. Father, we cry out and we ask for the rain in the time of the latter rain. Send your rain on us. Send it here. put a period in this so that Nick could come up and close. Holy Spirit, this church will be a house that does not relent. This church will be a church that's never embarrassed by you. Oh, Jesus. We say yes to what you're doing. We say yes to what you're doing. We say, why not here? Send your rain, Holy Spirit. Just close your eyes for a minute. Father, I ask that every lie from darkness will be broken in Jesus' name. Every lie that says that it can't happen, it's too difficult, this isn't the right season. Every lie that would say that you're not qualified, that you've been away for too long. Every lie that would say that it's not.